Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Chernobyl in its entirety. It is our Chernobyl recap episode. I am Mr. Sal, high school science teacher, having just finished watching Chernobyl for the first time with my co-host and former student who just watched it for the first time as well. It's Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Oh, Mr. Sal, please, please, please remain calm. Remain calm. All right. Open wide, oh listeners, and consume our podcast. Kurt, people may not know uh, how we, we run our recaps here on Showhoppers, but uh, we'll, we'll run through that pretty quickly. So first of all, we're going to take a look at every episode in the season and rank them from our least favorite to our favorite. Now, there are only five episodes here, so that, that should go pretty quickly. We'll take two minutes to talk about each. Up to two minutes, sorry, to talk about each. Uh, I don't. I have not looked at at your list so i actually have no idea how our uh lists line up here uh but then once we've talked about our favorite episodes and our and our least favorites uh, from bottom to top we will take a look at some of the titles so what was our favorite title what was our least favorite title and we'll take a look at the character deaths along the way characters that had the saddest death or that we wouldn't miss if there were more chernobyl or would miss if there were more chernobyl and so forth and then some some character trait awards like goodest character, worst character, or baddest character, I should say, not worst character. Uh, character that showed the most growth, uh, most entertaining character, and stuff like that. So it'll be pretty fun. And then since this is a series recap, not just a season recap, uh, I should say since this is the final season of Chernobyl, in this case, it's the only season of Chernobyl. Until it's uh, a part two. I, <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see on that, people. We have to go back. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, as, as long as we, as far as we know, this is it for Chernobyl. So I'll do uh, my famous uh, Mr. Sal summary essay at the end of this. So you know, nice little 10 to 12 minute jaunt through the whole thing from my perspective and then kurt will just be an attentive listener just like he was as a student i'm like a live listener yeah <laughs> all right but uh anything you'd like to add about our recap here kurt who's going first you are going first all right and we will snake it so you'll do your number five i'll do my number five and then i'll get to do number four first so yeah. What? All right, so you tell me when you're ready to go, and then I will start the timer. Well, first of all, we got to see what number we're on. Oh. Number five. Ah, there. Okay. Sorry. I know you said it before that, but I forgot already, <laughs> so I had to. Good. No, I'm glad you remembered to, to put that in there. Okay. All right. Ready, set, go. My fifth ranked episode, which is kind of a chalk for me, is the first episode of the season. One twenty-three forty-five. Uh, looking back at it, I mean, I, I like the episode. I gave it a nine. Obviously, at the time, ha seeing all those characters, I was like, "Oh my goodness, I'm not going to learn all these names." Um, and then I eventually realized, okay, it doesn't really matter. Um, I wish they weren't all dressed the exact same. I guess it's more accurate that they were, but it just makes it harder to differentiate all of them. So, you know, and I just and there's a lot of characters you see. Um, a lot of them are one-off just this episode. Some, A lot of them you'll see back again in future episodes for a bit, so on and so forth. But it's just it's a lot of characters at once. And that's usually what I dislike the most about pilots. And this was that on steroids. But I still gave it a 9 because the content was really good. Uh, I love the administrative meeting, right? And just the whole dynamics they started off with the series. The 
as the gaslight that was my favorite scene um the outlaw uh the director and um foaming all the re- really great seeing them kind of playing their game and seeing the Chernobyl incident happen and also starting it off with Legislav and did that whole bit with the recordings that was really great to see and a great way to start off the episode so it's definitely a cool sequence of events to see and uh that's it i'll um end my top now you got 131 oh my goodness i had so much time left. yeah well we just did the last of us recap where we only were giving ourselves a minute and a half so you're probably in that mode yeah, yeah. it might take some adjustment here <laughs> okay well then i guess i'm ready to do my number five okay ready set go my number five rated episode was episode three, Open Wide, O Earth, which I gave a nine. This is the only episode that I gave a nine to, so everything from here on out is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's really sad that I have to put anything at the bottom of this list because I really loved every episode. I love this episode. The, the only negatives that I have uh, about this episode, I got a little tired of uh, meetings with Mikhail Gorbachev where He's he tells he tells them that you know that this is the way it's going to be, and then they say, "Well, no, we actually really need to do it this way." And he kind of stares at them with a cold look, and then just gives them whatever they want. So I got a little annoyed with that part of it. But uh, the KGB got involved in this one, and that was really cool when the KGB got involved. Um, the other uh, thing that I was kind of lukewarm on was uh, Ludmilla just perpetually defying the the rules laid down to keep her and her baby safe. And just constantly putting herself in contact with Vasily, which of course she did, you know, pay a heavy price for later. But the highlights of this episode are the amazing makeup and prosthetics that are used in the hospital. I, it was just chilling seeing the radiation burns uh, and, and the illnesses uh, that were uh, eventually leading to the demise of some of these people who were most uh, severely ex- exposed to the radiation. Uh, the Miners, though the the miners were the hi- were the highlight of this episode for me. I love the miners. Uh, my favorite scene was when the the foreman of the miners, who I've forgotten the name of, I'm not going to spend my two minutes looking up, uh, goes and meets Legasov and Boris, and it, Boris basically tells Legasov, you know, don't try to pull the wool over this guy's eyes. They see everything. They work in the dark, um, and he doesn't. And they're they're very open and honest with each other. The miner recognizes now this is what glukov that's his name uh I, this is what we got to do but we're going to get it done Stop. as fast as possible okay i'm done all right see that's how you fill two minutes yeah well you don't want to fill the full minutes <laughs> like that that's embarrassing <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> i don't know leaving leaving 25 percent of your time on the table that's pretty embarrassing no no you went <laughs> overtime that's that's that well technically it. i can't go overtime though you bled into. I had to tell you to stop. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Okay. It's never good when someone has to tell you to stop. I don't know. I'm Any fine case. with it. <laughs> okay. In either case, Mr. Sal. Number four. Are you ready to start off number four? I suppose I'll be ready to start off my number four. Yeah. Okay. Ready. Set. Go. 
My number four rated episode is the premiere, episode one, one, two, three, four, five, one, twenty three, forty five. I gave this a 10 and I did not give it a 10 when I first watched it. I watched it and I was just as confused as Kurt. I was like, man, this is a lot of people I don't recognize. They all look the same to me. They all got mustaches. They all wearing white hats and white coats. Um, once I kind of got past that, I watched it a second time knowing that I don't really have to worry about that guy. That guy's going to be gone by the end of the episode anyway. Uh, and just focus in on like Dyatlov, uh, um, Birkinov, Fomin, uh, and Stitnikov. And once I can, once I realized that, um, it just opened this episode wide. It was so wonderful. Uh, it was amazing seeing the disaster. Amazing seeing what these firefighters did. Just thinking it was just some roof fire. Uh, one of the most chilling scenes is the the people watching from the bridge who we come to find out in the text at the end of the last episode they all died. As I, that that's amazing. Those people all died. That's, it's incredible. Uh, the highlight of the episode, my favorite scene though, is is the gaslighting though with uh, when Dyatlov and Fomin and Birkinov just gaslight. Sitnikov into going and staring into the reactor core. Um, it's a it's a great kind of a, a motif throughout the series. The idea that you know because we said so is the reason why this is safe and why the reason is this is the way it is. Uh, and it's dangerous, and it was amazing to amazing to watch. I'll stop there. Hey, one forty five. Okay. Mm, also, kind of embarrassing. Why? Why is that one embarrassing? That's just, that's just the number you don't want to land on. <laughs> okay. It's already taken up by the title, 45. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that it's it's just sequential like that? Yeah, it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I was thinking, because okay. that's like how you'd say the time. One, right, one, twenty, three, forty-five. Yeah, I, I get it. All right, well, are you ready for your next one? Yep, I'm number ready. Four? Okay, ready, set, go. My fourth ranked episode is the third episode of the season, Mr. Sal's last ranked. Open, wide, O-Earth. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It's my last 9 out of 10. And I feel very similar to this episode the way Mr. Sal did. Um, I think, yeah, some of the politics are getting a little stale. Uh, Ludmella, mm, I wasn't crazy about Ludmella's stuff in this episode as much. It was all right, but a little too much of it for my liking. But the rest of it was still really good. Uh, seeing Ulana trying to interview Lepinid and seeing them in the hospital hospital beds, uh, Dyatlov not wanting to talk to her, that was all really good. Uh, the coal miners were the best part of the episode. My favorite scene, personally, was uh, the chief coal miner talking to the government, the Ministry of Coal, or whatever have you, coming down to recruit them for Chernobyl, and him standing up for his people. He's not scared. He knows they're not going to get shot. Uh, and just the way they all dirty up this, uh, you know, man from the government. So that was a really great scene. And I really did like the coal miners. Also, the scene with the coal miners where they started, they couldn't get fans and they were getting hot. So they mined naked because <laughs> that's what you do. If you, I mean, if it gets hot, they'll mine like they used to mine. So. That was also really good. And I still liked uh, Boris and Valerie's dynamic uh, in this episode, too. That was enjoyable. So that's all. I'll end my time there. 140 that time. There you go. 
Yeah. Now you look like the minister of cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love it. <laughs> Anything you want to say about that? Oh, now we've covered each other's. Yeah, we, we've do, we've done the bottom two. We, so we had the same bottom two, just in a different order. Um, yeah, I great great episodes. I really I love these episodes. I love every every episode. This is a very just, good series. It's, I, it's it's it hurts to put these two at the bottom of a list, but something's got to be there. So. Someone's got to be at the bottom because we yeah. decided to rank them. That's right. Those by are the rules. Nature. So our, we, by that very nature, someone's got to be at the bottom. We, right. we didn't. We didn't write the rules. It's <laughs> the way it is. Just the way it has to be. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, then, are you ready for the next one? Number three. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, Sorry. ready, set, go. My third ranked episode. I gave it a ten out of ten. Please remain calm. The second episode of the season. This is the episode that really made me fall in love with Chernobyl. Um, because this is where we first meet Boris. And it starts becoming much more about Valerie and uh, not as many characters so constantly getting thrown at you. But Boris, I I didn't expect what they were going to do with him. I thought he was going to be a stereotypical kind of bad guy that was opposing a Valerie doing what he thought was right for the party and the image he needed to keep. But which is also my favorite scene uh, for this episode. You know, when he learns a bit from Valerie about how the nuclear reactor works, he's a bit of a jerk about it. The way he sides with Valerie against the two admins foaming and the, the director when it comes to mentioning graphite on the roof is wonderful. And I wasn't expecting that. I loved it. And I mean, this episode really shows how because by the end of the episode, I would, or not the series, maybe they're not friends, but they're certainly, you know, they're much closer, Boris and Valerie. They, they, they feel a bigger onus in this project. So this episode had a long way in paving that um, feeling. So that's all I'll say on the episode. I mean, there's more I like part of it, but I like the entire episode, and then I'll leave some for Mr. Sal. So that's all. Oh, thanks. 125. <laughs> wow, what? 125? Yeah, embarrassingly so short. I love I know. What are you doing? Can I rescind my? Can I? Can I take that back? <laughs> you want another thirty-five seconds? Give me, give me, a, give, me give me some of that back. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, you got thirty-five seconds. Ready, set, go. Okay. Uh, a scene I really liked from this episode was the bar scene. It, it's referenced even like you know they talked about it in the post-show part. Craig Mason about how this is. Valerie kind of signing up. He, he's he's in with the government now. When he lies to these locals that there's nothing wrong with Chernobyl, nothing seriously wrong going on in the area, but there is, and that's why he's drinking so much. What a great scene! Okay, end the time. All right, twenty five more seconds. A total of one fifty. That's that's thank much you. better. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Thank you for letting me yeah. take the rest yeah. of my time. Lies to the locals. Yeah, locals. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> <laughs> what he thinks are locals. <laughs> all right I guess it was a test actually yeah, yeah oh yeah it definitely was a test answer, yeah, yeah we, we talked about it uh during episode three when we covered episode three because that's when they reveal oh yeah they're the, following up, yeah, yeah. All, right. all right well i'm ready for my number three when you're ready to start the timer i'm ready are you starting the timer it's already started oh come on no, I'm just start kidding. over <laughs> ready set go all right my number 
three rated episode is the series finale of its which means eternal memory. It's episode five and I gave it a 10 out of 10. It's an amazing finale. It's an amazing episode. Uh, and it only ends up in the middle of my rankings. Uh, I, most of this episode is the testimony uh, or the trial of Dyatlov, Birkinov and Fomin. And so Boris does give his testimony, which is kind of, it's kind of interesting because it sets up, you know, what the safety test was all about, what they were trying to do. And then Ilana gives her testimony, which is also pretty interesting because you, you learn about uh, the the human error, the, the fact that um, Leonid was really young and inexperienced and shouldn't have been a, a chief engineer here at all. And additionally, the reactor is being poisoned. And then, of course, Legasov gives his whole spiel with the red and blue cards, which I love those red and blue cards. I thought that was great way to illustrate the points uh, i loved the flash the, the cutting back and forth between what actually happened during the meltdown and legasov's testimony um then of course he has a choice to make a really significant choice to make is he going to tell the truth that that this there was a design flaw and that design flaw is in every nuclear reactor in the soviet union uh or is he going to play the company role the the role that the kgb wants him to play and leave that part out and just say it was all the outlaw of Birkinov and Fomin's fault. Then he does decide to be honest and, and expose the whole problem, uh, which leads to his inevitable demise eventually. Um, and maybe too little too late, but a really difficult choice to make. And that was, that's what made it so interesting. But I think the cutbacks and forth between the trial and the actual, um, situation in the control room was what really made this episode work for me i'll stop there 158 <laughs> wow you love that you gotta love that oh, that's a good one yeah, no. <laughs> do you want to use your last two seconds for something nope i'm good <laughs> i don't want to go over <laughs> that's what i was hoping you do <laughs> yeah I, I offered you back your time <laughs> all right well that's my number three Okay, well, we got to move on. Okay. Number two. All right, Mr. Sal. Numero dos. Are you ready? I suppose I am. Ready, set, go. My number two rated episode was episode two. Please remain calm. Another 10 out of 10. I love this episode. I adore it. And so much of it is because of Boris. Sherbinov, like th- this guy played by Stellan Skarsgård, who, who was just amazing, I think, does such a great job of a gradual shift in perspective. I mean, to start out, he is vehemently opposed to everything Legasov is trying to do. Uh, he, he gets put on this assignment with Legasov, much to his chagrin. In the plane, he threatens to shoot Legasov after he. Uh, after Legasov explains how a nuclear reactor works, which, by the way, was a really cool analogy with the bullets. Um, they, when they get there, you know, he's still very skeptical, but he has seen the graphite on the roof, just like Legasov has seen it. Uh, and when he, then he backs him up, but skeptically. He skeptically backs him up. It's, it's a public display of support for Legasov, but internally, he's still very skeptical. He's going to get him what he needs, but, but that's about it. By the time you get to the scene where he is getting the message that Germany won't let their children outside, and he's looking outside and seeing the Soviet children outside, uh, 
it, it really hits him. And now by the end of the episode, you can kind of tell that he's fully team Legasov here. Uh, and, and he's done with the gaslighting, done with playing the company role and, and towing the company line. And he recognizes that this needs to be taken care of and that he and Legasov need to be, need to be the ones to do it. So this is such a great episode. I'll stop there. 143. All right. That was a bit more down to earth. 143? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I don't land on one one forty five, that's all. Oh. oh yeah, well that's kind of taken forty five. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, so now we've had the same middle, third, I guess, second two episodes there. Uh, please remain calm and Vijnaya Pamyat, just in a different order again. So, anything you want to say about either of those I, two I episodes? Haven't, I haven't talked about my number two yet. You never, never mind. All right, ready? <laughs> ready to talk about your number two? Yeah, whatever. It is. But we both yeah. talked about please remain calm. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Anything you want to say about please remain calm? No, I mean, I, I agree with you that Boris is like the star of that episode. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Not according to TV time. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, what we didn't mention about that episode was the divers at the end. Oh, yes. That is, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's diver speech. Yeah, the both of them like you, you see Legasov being a little insincere with the divers, and Boris is more sincere, which is pretty yeah. amazing. Um, you also see the willingness to sacrifice, just literally sacrifice people just to solve this problem. Uh, you know, Legasov tells Gorbachev, "His speech is beautiful, Boris's." Yeah, yeah, Boris's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Legasov tells Gorbachev, "You know, these people are going to die. We, but we got to do it. We got to sacrifice these people." And Gorbachev's like, "Yeah, yeah, go for it." So, I mean, that's kind of a theme of this this whole series. I'll, I'll talk about it in my essay later. But anyway, all right, let's move on to your number two, shall we? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, ready, set, go. Oh, I don't, how am I going to pronounce it? My second ranked episode is the finale, Vichnia Five Mit. I know I already messed that up. The fi- <laughs> the final episode, <laughs> the court case episode. Oh, I love a good court case. This episode is a great one. The in-court scenes are great. Uh, I love Valerie's demonstration of um, things that like kind of feed into a reactor and things that slow back down the reactor. And just this whole demonstration, it, it's such a... I mean, I was able to understand the way he explained it. It made it quite easy you know, to understand what was going on and then how the meltdown occurred. So that whole part, the the sheer explanation and just in the courtroom stuff, that was really good. Um, and seeing the outlaw and seeing them on, you know, trial was great. But it tying back in and going back and seeing what happened and seeing how it happened and seeing like the outlaw terrorizing like this workplace culture of I, it's almost this whole series series has been about this gaslighting and demanding of the answers you kind of want to see and this final episode really kind of showcases it by how it all started off which was Chernobyl being caused and it's because of stuff like that where a gaslighting basically of Dyatlov he he wants to hear what he wants to hear you know don't actually give him the right answer give him the answer that he wants to hear and it showcases very well in this episode so it yeah I love it as a finale and I was not expecting Valerie to actually speak out and tell the truth. Me and Mr. Sal both thought he wasn't going to. I didn't think he was going to pipe up, but he did. And that was also appreciated. So, that's all. All in my time. 150. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's safe because I say it's safe, right? 
Oh yeah, Dyatlov. Yeah, yeah. I I am safe. Just <laughs> throwing books around. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that, but I just need you to sign off on it. No swat. Just wax yeah. it right out of his hands. Yeah, that's nuts. It's it's, it's a whole lesson of the show to the, the nth degree, kind of. Right there. What's that? It's a whole lesson, or not the lesson, but the the theme of the show to the to like the nth degree. Oh yeah, for the for just the whole Dyatlov sequence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what it can cause? <laughs> what is the cost of lies? Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess it's time. Number one. Ooh. All right, Mr. Oh. All right. Ready? Set. Yeah. Go. My favorite episode of the series is The Happiness of All Mankind. There's a lot. There's a lot to like about this episode and mr sal still needs to talk about it which might give you an inclination as to what it is for him um but for me i mean i'll talk about uh the first scene with the old lady uh trying to milk the cow no matter what that's i think is a good reminder of kind of the the human element of having to relocate all these people uh, we don't know any characters directly that are very impacted by the moving part of what happened we do know like um Ludmella, but she's more concerned about her husband uh, than moving and whatnot. But for this old lady, you know, it's her home. And even to this day, people still live in the exclusion zone when they really shouldn't be. So that's something that goes on. But what's introduced and keeping this episode is this whole everyone that's been hired on and this pest control unit. And we meet Pav- Pavel and Bacho showing him around and their connection. And their lunchtime meeting and hearing about Bacho's first time killing just uh, all their sequences together were fantastic to watch. Um, seeing Pavel kill for the first time and then coping with it and kind of getting more and more used to it until they eventually see puppies. It's, it's, you know, it's sad to see the dogs die, but it's, you know, it's, it's emotional. It's good. It's good stuff. But the last thing I'll probably want to mention is the bio robots how they couldn't figure out the solution to the roof. So they that, that's 90 second scene almost was my favorite scene for the episode, but it, nonetheless, so good. Them running out, get 90 seconds that cleared off. They trip a few times and he gets out a little late, but it was a great scene nonetheless. And that's all on my time. Oh, yeah. oh, whoa, 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 close. How close. I heard you shift. I was oh you I got two you. minutes exactly. <laughs> I heard you shift. You heard me what? I heard you shift. I think I think you're getting ready. You're like you're I was ready yourself. I was ready myself. <laughs> oh man, that's too bad. <laughs> that, uh, that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really that's really amazing. <laughs> Look at that! I, I was a, I was like a, I was a preheating oven this whole time, Mr. Sal. <laughs> up to that. My first times we're talking like a minute thirty, um, exactly two minutes. Well, anyway, fantastic, good for you. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Sal, it's your turn. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay, ready, set, go. And uh, my number one rated episode is also uh, the penultimate episode, episode four, the happiness of all mankind. Again, ten out of ten. You know, you got your egg baskets, you got your bio robots, you got your, uh, you got some good, I mean, just great stuff in this episode. I think, Kurt, you talked about 
pretty much everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, the only thing I want to add to it that I really felt added a lot to the episode is that the reason you had to use these bio robots, which I agree that 90 seconds is one of the most amazing 90 seconds of television I've ever seen. It's a, you, you, you couldn't breathe through the whole thing. You felt every second of tension there. But the reason they had to have those bio robots is because they had gotten a robot from Germany and it should have worked. It probably would have worked if the Russians had given, not the Russians, the Soviets had given them the right number for the radiation levels, but they didn't. They gave them the propaganda number. So even knowing that this thing was going to the most dangerous place on earth, which is what they called it, this this roof, they still wouldn't admit just how big this failure and this this problem was uh that's that's something that that's that's pretty amazing but everything else that you talked about is is really rolled into why i love this episode so much so i'll stop there okay minute 30. yeah and yeah <laughs> we reverse places <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so not a hot shot now or are we missed yourself <laughs> no no i'm not feeling so good about that okay anyway yeah I agree. But, I agree that that is a, a highlight of the theme of um, Chernobyl, the the lying about the the propaganda number, the robot oh, part. So yeah. Mad over it. Oh. oh yeah, smash the phone. Oh my god, we need a new phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, so good. But but everything like really the 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 pest control stuff is. Did they call it pest control? They might have. I don't know if they did. Or, or anyway, but control. that stuff was great. The the first scene with with the milking, the cow milking was great. Um, and actually, I loved how she laid it all out there with the um, the whole history of how how many times she was supposed to have been evacuated from this place and wasn't, and for for things that felt very tangible to her, yeah, and real like revolutions and stuff, uh, and this now she's gonna leave for something she can't even see for some pretend yeah right <laughs> so anyway all right so that's that's it for for every episode we've, we've covered them all uh widespread agreement for the most part we just have you know oh yeah uh, where we differ is the like where i was thinking of between putting two spots so our two and three are flipped and i yep. debated the ranking of whether right <laughs> my third rank should be my number two rank and our four or five are flipped and i was debating which should be between those are the two debates i was having in my head. that is the funny on different sides of it but yeah very similar. yeah very similar so i mean i guess it's only five episodes you can only be off by four anyway so anyway <laughs> that's five off no you, i mean four positions like oh you, yeah like if i picked one and you put it five that's just four off so yeah I hear yeah <laughs> Anyway, all right. So let's talk about the titles, our favorite titles, our least favorite titles. Let's do our our worst title. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make a prediction for you, and then you make a prediction for me. Um, I'm going to predict that you said the worst title was not that one, not that one, not that one. I th I think you said open wide o earth. Okay. I think what you said is because you hate being told what to do is this this was you right you're going oh what's uh what's the episode of this what's the title of this episode i'm about to watch what, oh 
Please what? remain calm. What? Don't what? tell me to remain calm. And then it's my... you got mad and then what? you got frustrated. So that's that's the worst title to you. One of my, for those listeners who don't know, I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast. And one of my pet peeves is when people say, don't worry, don't worry to me. I hate it so much because I, I worry to me is what is one of the tools in my toolbox. Like I use worry for productivity for uh, coping. Like I worry helps me. I, I, so I hate when people say, don't worry to me. I try not to say, don't worry to other people. So I, I th- that's why you're <laughs> picking please your made cop because it's basically saying, don't worry. <laughs> but I did not pick that one, though. Oh, yeah. that's not on brand. <laughs> it's, it's not on brand, but I picked the one I picked for you, Open Wide or Earth. Right, um, I did the same. But did you? <laughs> yeah. I picked please your main cop. Oh, so the reason I picked Open Wide Old Earth is because whether it's referring to the fact that they're mining or the fact that uh, they're burying uh, the dead bodies from the hospital at the end, uh, in either case, they're, you know, they're digging up the earth. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, this, is, this title seems a little too cute compared to the other ones. <laughs> like you're saying to the earth, like, all right, this is your problem now. Open wide. Like that, and the, the other titles are not cute. The other titles are very serious so anyway um that's why i picked this one so why'd you pick please remain calm it's a, it's a title that you could apply to like most other episodes mm-hmm. that's that's basically i gotta always remember that that's your pet peeve you hate when yeah a title can apply to multiple i like a title kind of being memorable like i'll remember mm-hmm. open white o earth was about mining <laughs> I'll i know that. yeah you're right i i, I see I forgot that that's a big thing for you. I don't know why I forgot that because we just did one of these for The Last of Us. But so I think, yeah, one of the most important things a title can be is kind of help you remember the episode. Like when I think back, I'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was this episode blank. So yeah, that's why. All right. Well, then let's take a guess at each other's favorite episodes. So I want you go ahead and guess mine first. Yeah, I can try to guess yours. Um, I think you like the fact that that banner was about. The happiness of all of mankind. So I think you—that was your favorite title, "The Happiness of All Mankind." Okay, and I think your favorite title was one twenty-three forty-five because okay, it helps that you remember. That. Okay, yeah, now that you said that, I very clearly think that's the best title. I don't <laughs> think it's even like an argument. <laughs> so I was just guessing, not that because I didn't want to make it sound obvious. I, I, I'll keep my guess, but I will be ashamed if you do not pick one twenty-three forty-five. Okay. okay. Do you want me to tell you? you want me to say, well, you've already admitted. Already so, admitted yeah, so, so, so. so tell us why you think that's clearly the best title. For number one, it's memorable. Yeah. But number <laughs> two, look, beyond that, because some of the other titles are also memorable, like Open Wide O Earth. It's this, this, the reverse of what I hate is I love what a title, I look at it and I go, oh, what does that mean? Like, okay, 12345. Like, is this. I, at first, I didn't realize that was even supposed to be a time. I was just like, it's sequential, one, two, three, four, five. I would, okay, whatever, I'll look out for that. And so, the second in that first scene, when I see a when they show the clock before it's even that time, I'm like, oh, 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 when's that time? And I'm looking for it, right? It, 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 it takes my attention and makes me look at something. When titles do that and they make change the way you interface with the episode, uh, Lost of this was like not in Portland, and we, we've seen other examples, but. When the title fundamentally changes how you watch the episode, and I think for the better, that's a good title. 
So that's why I say one, two, three, four. That's a great argument. Like, uh, the, it fundamentally changes the way you watch the episode. So it's yeah. a very useful episode. Great, great argument. I really, the, the, and, and it makes me disagree. a little sad to to disagree oh with you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so clearly the best title. Okay, which oh, one did you pick? Wait, you're gonna you're gonna hate this because I picked Please Remain Calm. Oh no, you did it! I did. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because what I love in a title is when the theme of the series is is laid out so clearly in the title. Uh, and gonna, okay, well, well, we did just talk about the episode. But never mind. You do know what happens in that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what happens in the episode. There's only five episodes. I don't need the titles to remind me what happened in the episode. <laughs> but uh, but I but I love this because please remain calm. Pretty pretty nicely summarizes the Soviet response to this disaster, which should have not been that. It should have been, get the hell out of there. That's the worst uh, title. Oh, uh, no, I think it's the best the one. It's my favorite either. one. <laughs> I can't believe that's your favorite one. I really, wow. Look, I'll tell you what. You, you win the debate between, in, in this in this case. Like, you have a much better argument. Care. You have a much better argument care. than I do. I just can't believe that's your favorite one. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really like one, two, three, four, five. I, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. That's a, I, you, you've definitely clearly stated your position and why, and that's, it's all makes sense. Just well, didn't, just not for me. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Please okay. remain calm. I'll remind you, Michelle. I'll remind you. Yeah. Well, you have. So. The end. Okay. Uh, now, as far as character deaths go, for for a series that is about this disaster that is devastating, uh, th- there really weren't a lot of characters that we knew that died, right? I uh, mean, uh, episode one, you can get a lot of the names of the characters that died. Some of them die then, but I but I don't know who they are. I, they say some of their names at like yeah, but they're not characters for the rest exactly. of the series. Yeah, so yeah. There, are, there, so. Are, there are one episode of characters, so. right? So uh, the the four that I came up with were Lagasov, Valery Lagasov, uh, Vasily, the firefighter, um, and then Leonid and Sasha, who were the the ones turning the water cranks. Uh, they were in the control room in episode one and in episode five, and. They were gave a hospital testimony in episode three. So uh, the, those are the names that I came up with of characters, actual characters that we actually knew more than just, you know, than, other than them just dying <laughs> that, that uh, we could list for our categories here. So we'll start with the most shocking death. So I think the, the death you were most shocked by. Now, this is this is tough because I think that the only death that you you can't necessarily see coming right away is maybe Lagasov. Uh, so maybe you pick that. But then the horror of Vasily's death might have shocked you. Uh, but I'll say that you took the definition to mean surprised and uh, went with Lagasov. I think you thought surprised too, yeah. I think Valerie is the only one that has a surprising death. And I think that's also how you interpret it. So, Valerie for you as well. Yeah, that's that's what I said. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. The others. I mean, if you don't see 
Vasily, Sasha, and uh, Leonid's death coming, then I'm not sure what series you were watching. So, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, we'll move on from that one. How about the saddest death? What what death made us the saddest? Do you want to guess me first? Yeah, yeah. yeah let me see. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure you out. I think you and Leonid go way back. So, Leonid. Okay, and I think you said Vasily. I did say Vasily. Yeah, so did I. Why would I say Leonid? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I think you were just trying to make sure that I didn't guess Vasily for you. <laughs> no, I, I really thought, yeah, 25-year-old, really. I was 25 <laughs> once. <laughs> looking rough there. Exactly. So you, you, you were not. <laughs> <laughs> I choose him. I can't sympathize. I can't well, sympathize dying at 25. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I said I said this silly because it, you know whatever the faults of Ludmilla exposing herself to all that radiation from Vasily are, it still was very romantic and and very sad that she lost him. Very sad that he died the way he did in such agony. So yeah, I think it was sad. It definitely is. Well, Mister Sal, what character? Do you think I'm going to miss the least? Okay. Uh, now, uh, it's a little foggy here because there's no more Chernobyl. So <laughs> I guess the way to think about this is which would we miss the least if there were an- another season of Chernobyl? Yeah, quick bonus episode coming out. <laughs> okay. We're having a lot of characters back in it. Which uh-huh. one? Well, we're not going to have them all. Okay. Which one? So I think, I think you actually, I think you'd actually say, um, Probably Leonid because he was the most minor character here. I think you said Sasha. Who would be the other most minor character. <laughs> uh, okay. And what did you say? I said Sasha. Okay. It was the, okay. So I, was, I was off by a bit, but pretty close because those two are pretty tied together. Um, I actually said Vasily. Oh, I thought about saying Vasily. Yeah, like I, I don't, I didn't really have much of an attachment to him. I actually was, I'd be more interested to see in the final episode for Leonid and Sasha. Yeah, I, I, that like the, watching that final episode was like, all right, I would like to see more of these guys. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I thought about putting Vasily, but I was like, hey, you know, I, I Sasha, because Sasha's kind of more generic. And he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Leonid. I think she made because you know, they referenced it a few times. You know, just the, he, he's young and mm-hmm. experienced. Yeah, he lunged them into this. So Leonid definitely wouldn't have gone, would not have gone the least. The character I missed the least is between Sasha and Vasily. Gotcha. Sasha got it this time. Yeah, I feel like Vasily's story, that story arc, is done. I don't really need to see any more of it. Okay. But anyway. All right, how about the character that will miss the most? <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to say the gas off to this one if you're yeah, talking about the other gallery. three. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I agree. Me too. The gas off by a, by a lot, by a mile. Yeah. So. Kind of not fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I had to choose between the other three, Leonid. So. Yeah, I, I would probably go with Leonid as well. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, then let's get into our character, I don't know, uh, labels, awards, uh, traits. I, I'm not sure. Anyway, our character categories. So we'll start with who we think was the goodest character. The goodest character, meaning 
the one with a strong moral compass who does not wave in their in their <laughs> convictions and values uh and you can always count on to do what they deem the right thing. If you want to hear good uh, <laughs> good arguments here for goodest character, check out uh, Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly the book coverage, I think. Is, uh... I think both are fine. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. In the recap. Yeah. Well, Watchmen, it's so built in that every character is great. There's, there's just yeah. not There's just not anything black and white in Watchmen. Yeah. So, um, th- this one, I think you said, uh, well, you gotta guess me first this time. Yeah. Actually. Ulana. Ulana for you too. Yeah. It's Ulana. <laughs> She's kind of like built in to be <laughs> like the audience's moral compass. Yeah. No, she really is. <laughs> so yeah, she never wavers. She's, she's clearly got the the good of humankind on her mind all the time so yeah yeah it's a lot but what about baddest character what about the character with the weakest morality the weakest set of values the character who will do what they feel like they will benefit them the most despite despite anything else you might change your answer I'm changing it right now. Whoa. I've changed my answer. Okay. I, I don't believe you. I think you said that out loud. Okay. You did not believe me. Um, you... I'll say you said the out loud, too. Yeah, I said that out loud. I did not originally, but I did swap to the out loud. Oh, okay. What did so you originally say? Well, we'll never know now. We'll oh. Talk about it. <laughs> if you had a guess, Mr. Sal. Uh Fomin. No. His partner in crime, director Birkinov? Yeah. Bjorn. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Doubt Love to me, like once I I don't think I think I would have been more inclined to say Fomin or Birkinov before the finale episode. Seeing Doubt Love him in the past and how yeah. Him. yeah. I agree completely. That that's that's what made me change back. Because I was like, oh man, but in that fight finale, when we see him, he's just so. Oh, he's yeah. terrible. I mean, he, he's so awful to them. Doesn't even. <laughs> no signing, only swatting. Yeah, terrible. Oh, so yes, yeah, so I I think that one we agree on both that one as well. So we're two for two in agreement on these characters. How about uh, the most character growth? So. What I'm talking about here is uh, the a biggest change in a character, not not necessarily for the good either. It could be someone who changes for the worse. So the most character, yeah. So, so we're looking for change here. The most character growth. I think you said Boris, and I think you said also Boris. Correct. Yeah, correct for yeah, you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just episode two. There you go. There, yeah. that that's all you need is episode two. I figured that was also. I figured that was an easy one. Yeah, yeah, that was. That's uh, that's uh, clearly. I mean, I that I tried pretty hard to lay that out in our discussion of episode two. That you know, Boris's evolution from company man to uh, save the world was it was pretty stark. So. Oh, certainly. All right. Well, what about the biggest turn on a character? So, in other words, the character that we initially maybe were 
really down on but really grew on us and we ended up loving them or vice versa a character that we loved to start with and we really soured on so uh and i'm gonna guess for you that uh um i'm gonna guess you went with uh with with boris on that one too i know you went with boris on this one but i think in your heart you were thinking of the outlaw i don't know i loved the outlaw from the start <laughs> Not loved. I, I, that's a, that's the wrong term. That love. I we we gave him. We both did. Gave him our favorite character. Yeah, I know. In the first episode. So, um, unless you think that you really soured on him in the last episode, or that I did. No, I, I think you really picked Boris. I did pick Boris. Yeah. yeah. Did you also? I also picked Boris. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are four for four on these character rings. Oh my gosh. They've got their characters fill specific niches. Well, but let's uh. Let's see if we can go six for six because we got two more to give out here. I think we agree here. Okay, most interesting character. Most I don't I don't know if we agree here. Most interesting character. I so think we agree. All right, who do you think I said then? Dyatlov. Okay, and I think you said Dyatlov then. Well, yeah, because I said that. <laughs> yeah, I said Dyatlov. Uh, I actually said Lagasov for this one. Really? Yeah, I think uh, not in any individual episode except the last episode. But over the course of the series, I think he's really interesting. I, he he's he knows what needs to be done, and he usually does it. But he also he also has a lot of more a lot of conflict, inner conflict. I think he he makes some decisions that uh, do kind of <sighs> you do have to question what his motivation is especially the fact that he knew about those carbon tipped control rods from the beginning like he's part of why those documents are redacted and he didn't say anything the whole time until Ilana found them so well you make it sound like he maliciously didn't know but he's playing the game too yeah okay no that's fair so so i so i think any individual episode, I would not say Legasa was my the most interesting character to me, but over the course of the series, he, he I think, was. Here's what I'll say for yeah. uh, Team D Outlaw. Yeah, yeah. If you had to pick one character to get mm-hmm. 10 minutes, see them for 10 minutes, everyone's picking D Outlaw. No, I don't think so. Everyone's picking D-Outlaw. You and I might. <laughs> but... Everyone's picking D Outlaw. No. <laughs> you and I are going to pick D are gonna... Okay, are you going to pick D Outlaw? Uh, probably not. Well, you're lying to yourself, Mr. <laughs> you're lying to yourself. Or Valerie's oh. tricked you. Oh, I, I, but I probably wouldn't pick Valerie either. Maybe you'd pick your most entertaining character. No, the, the final category, the most entertaining character. Oh. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, well, you guessed me first last time, so I'll guess you first this time. Uh, I think that you picked uh, Dyatlov as your most entertaining character as well. <laughs> or wait a, minute, wait a minute, maybe Birkinov. I think you think you really like Birkinov and, and Fomin together. So, oh, man. I, I'm going to say you said Birkinov. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I think you said Boris. I did. <laughs> I said I love Boris <laughs> so much. And that's who I would want 10 more minutes with. I also said Boris. Okay. <laughs> but I'm buzzing between Dyatlov and Valerie. I think you're picking Dyatlov for 10 more minutes. To watch? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I am. 
but no, I agree. Boris is the most interesting. I also put him. You mean the most entertaining? Entertaining. Sorry, not interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, Boris is. I mean, tremendous work. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tremendous Good stuff. job filling that role. He and he's an important character. He is, especially in, in the final episode when he's doubting himself. I mean, he goes outside. Ah, oh, such good. Oh yeah, it, and and Legasov actually says, you know, you. It, you're the one anybody could have done what i did what what, what you did that's what we really need you're, you were the most important of us yeah. that's pretty the, pretty, pretty impressive. political machine working yeah you gotta use the thing <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it's a big deal it is it is so all right well anything that you'd like to say before i kind of monopolize the conversation here? well i guess I loved watching this. I'm, I'm very happy I did. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna recommend it to everyone I know. Uh, I like how it does talk about some like the chemistry aspects of it. I mean, you you teach it, so I do. I you do. I know. I know you really like it. But I thought the way they explained it was nice and also informative, while not being too like explaining. Like it's it's all explaining. good. So, so it, it's very well made. It um. I will probably follow Craig Mason's work after all the stuff we've seen from him recently. Yeah, it was, Last of Us and this. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to keep a close eye on it all. So, uh, but no, that's all I have left to say. So I'm just, okay. yeah. yeah, actually, maybe uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to try to show the series to my AP Chemistry students after they take their exam in May. So I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited. I, I, I think we're going to have some great discussions. Probably will. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good, yeah, it's good TV series, and they get to meet the outlaw. <laughs> Hallelujah! I now use that. I, I you've heard me do it, but I now you say that like, oh, you got the outlaw. Like, yes, oh, t- I use it as a use as a verb. Yes, as a substitute for gaslighting. Too. Yeah, right? gaslighting. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't the outlaw me. That's great. I love it. You're no the outlaw. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, people don't know what I mean when I say it. But that's part of it. Are you saying it to people that don't that haven't seen the series? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I knew you said it to me, but I didn't know you said it, said it to other people. I that's have, really funny. That's great. Like, don't try to outlaw for me in the book. What do you mean in the book? You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, Kurt, I'll take over if that's okay. Please do. I have been a teacher for over 20 years, and for about 15 of those years, the nuclear disaster at Chernobyl has been part of my curriculum. I teach how a nuclear reactor works and about the impact the Chernobyl disaster had on the surrounding area and the people who live there. However, I have never humanized the people at the center of the catastrophe, nor have I heard them be humanized. This series has shown me a completely other perspective that I hope to impart to my students. As usual, I'm most interested in the themes of this series, and I have identified my favorite three to discuss as we wrap up our coverage. There are others, but my favorite three are science, sacrifice, and the cost of lies. So we'll start with theme one, science. As a science teacher, I'm always skeptical of works of fiction, even historical fiction, that attempt to explain scientific processes. I always assume that either the creators will oversimplify and get them wrong, or get them right while presenting them in a way that is incomprehensible to the average person. My job is to understand complicated scientific processes and present them in ways that make them understandable for teenagers. So I get a little territorial when people uh, at popular entertainment uh, try to do my job. But 
even I have to admit that in general, the way they presented the science in this series was enviable. For example, I love the use of the bullet metaphor for the product neutrons of nuclear fission in episode two. I had never thought about them quite that way, and I will certainly be using that analogy when I teach about chain reactions in the future. Similarly, episode five's use of the red and blue cards to indicate energy increases and energy decreases, reactivity increases and reactivity decreases, respectively, was a brilliant way to allow casual viewers to access the problems in the reactor without bogging them down in the details of what was happening at the subatomic level. I will admit that even I learned a few things about, that I didn't know about the science of nuclear reactors. Most importantly, I discovered that I have had the wrong idea about control rods for my entire life. I have always thought that control rods are made of graphite because the graphite absorbs neutrons to slow the reaction. This series has taught me, and I have researched and confirmed, that graphite is not the material of choice for control rods. That honor belongs to things like boron, along with a couple other elements. Boron is a far superior neutron absorber that actually slows down the fission reaction rather than speeding it up. Graphite is instead commonly used as what's called a moderator that slows the neutrons, but slowing neutrons actually speeds up the reaction by making them more easily absorbed by the fuel. And what about the xenon poisoning? I had never even heard of that before, but that is a very real phenomenon that occurs in nuclear reactors. Xenon is a natural product of uranium fission. Xenon, which is a gas, can act just like a control rod by absorbing neutrons. However, at high power, the xenon absorbs its neutrons, and there's a steady stream of new neutron bullets to compensate. At lower power, the xenon builds up and essentially absorbs all or mostly all of the available neutron bullets, thus slowing the reaction potentially to a stop. Okay, I know that was everyone's least favorite theme, so I'm going to move on from science to the second theme I want to talk about, which is sacrifice. It was simultaneously fascinating and soul-crushing to witness the sacrifices that so many made for the safety of the world after the disaster at Chernobyl. Most interesting to me is the gradient of those sacrifices as the series progresses. One could argue that everything we witness in episode one is some sort of sacrifice, either of self or of others. However, the information was so incomplete that it's hard to compare the firefighters and Sitnikov to what comes later when the hazards were known. In episode two, we see a voluntary sacrifice of three lives by the Soviet government. However, those three human sacrifices had some agency over their circumstances. Given a larger group of candidates, Anonenko, Bespolov, and Baranov volunteered to be the three divers required to save Europe. They willingly took the burden upon themselves relieving their peers of the responsibility and recognizing a call to something bigger than any individual person. Their willingness to sacrifice their own lives for the good of, of the many makes them true heroes who we should all have known about before watching this series. In episode three, the sacrifice gradient steepens. Like the divers, the miners are asked to sacrifice themselves for the good of the many. However, unlike the divers, all of them are needed. No one is given the opportunity to volunteer. They are mandated to sacrifice. They do, however, present a choice. They are willing and able to fight back against the mandate. They know some of them will die, but more of them will likely survive if they resist. However, 
even they ultimately hear a call to something bigger than themselves and comply rather than resist. These are also true heroes, albeit more reluctant and forced heroes than the divers. In episode four, we finally see the sacrifice of those without agency over their fate. Certainly, the animals had no choice or agency. They were tricked into being sacrificed. They willingly ran to their executioners only to be betrayed. And as for the roof cleaners, Legasov cannot even call them humans when he proposes the idea of using bio-robots. These people were not given an opportunity to volunteer. They didn't have a chance to fight back. They were willingly thrown to the nuclear wolves, their humanity stripped of them in the name of protecting humanity. It's the classic trolley problem. Are you willing to sacrifice so some to save many? The Soviet government clearly was. Is that morally wrong? In Craig Mazin's other HBO series, we were presented with a dilemma that causes us to value one life over another because of love. Why is my brother's life more valuable than your brother's life? Because he is my brother and I love him. During Watchmen, we asked ourselves if it was morally wrong to kill 3 million people to save the entire world from an almost certain nuclear apocalypse. Here in Chernobyl, we are faced with the real-life parallel of these moral quandaries. Was it morally wrong for the Soviet Union to sacrifice all those people in order to save many others? Sitting in my position now, all I can conclude is that I'm so very grateful to those people who did sacrifice or were sacrificed for our benefit at such a great cost. Which brings me to my third and final and favorite theme of Chernobyl, the cost of lies. One of the most admirable things about this series is that it is all done without being a cautionary tale against nuclear power. Rather, it is a cautionary tale against corrupt systems of government and more broadly, the cost of lies. What is the cost of lies? That's the first question and the last question posed to us in this series. Legasov goes on to assert that the cost of lies is not that we'll mistake them for the truth. The real danger is that if we hear enough lies, then we no longer recognize the truth at all. And what a terrifying proposition that is. The inability to recognize the truth. It doesn't just mean that we can't recognize the truth when we hear it. It also means we can't recognize the truth when we speak it. We see the inability to recognize the truth from the very first episode of Chernobyl. Dyatlov refuses to acknowledge the possibility of an explosion in the reactor. He has heard the lie that an RBMK reactor cannot explode. He's heard it so much that he believes it to be true, and he perpetuates it even in the face of overwhelming evidence against it. And then the gaslighting begins. Dyatlov, Birkinov, and Fomin all subscribe to the philosophy of gaslight lest you be gaslit. They have all fed and been fed so many lies that they no longer have the ability to recognize the truth and anyone who speaks it must be stupid, crazy, or a liar themselves. So in the most crucial moments after the explosion, they call in the fire brigade and the day crew. They do not evacuate. Perpetuation of the lie is more important than the harm the lie is causing, and the cost of that lie was so many lives. In episode four, we see a much smaller scale, but perhaps a more direct and tangible example. When the Soviet government ordered the German robot, they gave them the propaganda number for the radiation level, much to Boris's dismay. 
Consequently, the robot was not designed to function in the much higher radiation it was subjected to, and it failed. Thus, the bio-robots were employed and endangered. The cost of that lie to protect Soviet pride was the many lives that were certainly lost cleaning that roof. By the end of episode four, Vagasov is faced with a choice. Should he pay the cost of the lie and potential future nuclear disasters and spare his reputation and maybe even his life? Or should he speak the truth, knowing that he will be gaslit and that his life, or at least his reputation, will be forfeit? What would I choose? What would any of us choose? I love the theme of the cost of lies so much because it takes an event that seems far away, long ago, and too large in scope to fully comprehend and makes it immediately applicable to each of us on a daily individual basis. What is the cost of the lies we tell in our own everyday lives? Perhaps we lie to ourselves, keeping our true feelings and beliefs hidden behind a facade of public acceptability. Perhaps we lie to the people we work with about how much work we actually do. Maybe we even lie to the people we love in order to spare their feelings or avoid a confrontation. What is the cost of those lies? Repressed feelings, depression, anxiety, shattered relationships? To be sure, the truth is frequently complicated and nuanced. Sometimes the truth can even be cruel and controlling. However, every lie requires more lies in order to perpetuate it. So can we be truly truthful without being cruel? Can we afford not to be? After all, every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth. Sooner or later, that debt is paid. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.